0: Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson,
1: and I'm Sam Pro. And
0: welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about ways to avoid costly mistakes on your new recruiting website.
1: Steve, a website's expensive.
0: They are. Yeah.
1: And I don't know. I mean, like I feel like There's a lot of opportunities to, I don't know, mess up, not make it perfect, waste money, etc.
0: Yeah, there is. Um, There are. There's several ways to be able to do it. I think, um, uh, you know, things that people run into are easily avoided. Number one, having the right partner. Sure. Is important, but then beyond that, I think even if you're going about this process yourself, there's a lot of things to consider and ways to be able to approach some of the structure, the UI UX, what kind of content should be there, messaging, all those things that are going to be needing needing to be considered when, when looking at that process. So, yeah, I think you know, I think that there are a lot of things that people can look at. I, I, I'm a little thrown off because you're getting right into the topic. Steve, <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah.
1: all about
0: it's business, business time. It is business time we're not even gonna
1: no i I don't want to banter with you we don't need to banter
0: we're We're getting right down to it
1: listeners let's be real steve and i just had about a 45 minute snafu of technology uh myself being the main source uh, i will take that blame steve i will will do that
0: absolutely the main source i mean there was
1: i forgot my mic so yeah you did that yeah. yeah, there's some
0: other external factors though that are beyond your control. So you know, Southeast Missouri's internet connection—we're still running dial-up, which is which oh, is yeah. rough. Which is rough.
1: It, waiting for that nee 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 <laughs> nee sound is right terrible. And then, some,
0: and then like someone in your house got on the phone and it kicked you off, which was terrible. Mm-hmm.
1: And so that says I heard back. my mom talking to her friend. It was right. it was ridiculous. It, Our party line got disconnected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And oh. you kept hear- we kept hearing you got mail over and over again, which was Oh my gosh. Which, so it interrupted. I haven't like, even oh, put oh. one of
1: those AOL CDs in my computer in so long. I shouldn't have uh, mail anymore.
0: We even have we still have disc drives on our computers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So I recently got a different car and I like I got an older model than I previously had because of everything else that like was factored in yeah. and in this car it has a CD player and I haven't had one in my car in five, six years. And my niece was very confused. I was like, dude, we could play movies in here. She's like, what? I pulled down the little screen and she's like, that's cool. I said, yep, you put it right in the disc drive. And she's like, I don't know what that is.
0: Right. <laughs> that's so funny. I, my my wife was... My wife was actually mad. So we got a new car, too, which we're coming from a very old car, kind of opposite to a brand new car. Mm-hmm. And it um, it doesn't have a CD player. My wife was extremely disappointed because we put in a lot of, like, uh, audiobooks for our kids that we sure. get from the li- library. Mm-hmm. And the daughter loves that. So now we have to put everything onto an iPad and then bring the iPad and either hook it up or Bluetooth it which or CarPlay, which is just which is pretty annoying. So,
1: Whereas I had to go buy a little external thingy that plugs into the cigarette lighter thing in my car so I can connect to Bluetooth. That's funny. I was like, is this really worth it? Was that the lower payment worth it? Yeah. It was. 100%. It was
0: always, it. It's always <laughs> worth it. Okay. So all right, we are talking about, you know, costly mistakes that that can happen within a, a design process. Of uh, of your website, uh, specifically for recruiting ter- uh, firms, mm-hmm. um, and you know I think you know, when we talk about, this, so there's obviously all those little points that you can think about. You know, from the like we talked about the navigation, you know, branding, user experience, all those things all that right. that take place and parts of the website. I think the biggest issue and the biggest mistake that a a firm owner or agency owner could could make when when building their own website is being this may hurt some people in some ways, but being too involved in the process.
1: Ah, so they should fire themselves as, yes. uh, as part of the team?
0: You should, you, you honestly, you should, as, as an owner of a firm, even if you're a one person firm, yeah. there needs to be a level of where you are not necessarily involved in every aspect of that design. You should rely on whether it's you're hiring a professional firm like ourselves to do it, or mm-hmm. if you're handing it off to your cousins nep- nephew's brother to be able yeah. to do it for you cuz you know you got a guy, I got a guy. That,
1: that, that guy that might be awesome. I got a guy.
0: It could be yeah. We started out as a guy, so I get it, right? Yeah. It's a at some yeah. point guys become firms. So, but but getting yourself removed from the closeness that is messaging and design of a website and what you feel like should be there versus maybe what should be there or what it should say or how it should be designed i i, I mean mm-hmm. obviously you could have input you could have say but there is a balance of this i think looking at your the process that, that recruiters go through with working with hiring managers is something mm-hmm. that is kind of an important analogy to kind of think about when when i okay. and, as i'm saying this so you have the hiring manager, they're engaging you to do a search. They're engaging you to go find the right candidates for, for the position or opening that they have.
1: So you're saying they are putting their trust in you?
0: Yes, 100%. Okay. They're still involved in their approvals, in the interview process, accepting the candidate, making that offer, the things that need to be there within that process. But as you're going out, you're canvassing the market. You're go- doing the research. You're, putting, you're having conversations. All the things that you do as a recruiter, um, you're, they're not involved in every step of that. And then when you submit a, a candidate to them, you're not necessarily, I mean we're looking for feedback, but you're not wanting them to necessarily give you candidates to to go and interview. You're one, you, if, if you were relying on them to do that, they wouldn't necessarily need you. Um, and I know there are probably some cases where they say, hey, I want to see Joe Smith at this company that I can't touch because we have an agreement with them. I need you to do it. Mm-hmm. There's you know things like that. But in yeah. most cases, they're not giving you the exact specific people to reach out to. They're leaving that to your expertise and to your knowledge of the industry and and the relationship that you have and have available mm-hmm. to you. So like that, when you're working with a web design firm, whether it's recruiters, websites, or whether it's somebody else, you need to leave it up to them to be able to, to understand who your brand is and then the best ways then to, to put together the messaging, the design, in the flow of that website, and then your role is to give feedback and thought on and thoughts on what's being produced, so they can refine that.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, uh, analogy. That's the word. So, going to what your your analogy was, a company, a client is going to trust you to find the best candidates because that is your expertise. For us or any other uh, website person that's going to make your website for you, whatever, us or Joe's uncle's cousin they are the experts in what they do which is design which is um development integration all the things that we do to help you so like let us do it
0: yeah and and, and so this is coming we do run into this obviously where are we're we work with business owners of recruiting mm-hmm. firms, and um, and there sometimes there's a lot of involvement in, you know, they they feel like there needs to be more involvement there in it than there is. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want feedback. We want to be able to engage, but but a lot of times there, there's to be things that we see. And let's use content for example. So, and content is sure. very personal when we're creating that and crafting that for our clients. You know, we're trying to take everything that we've heard about their 20 years, 30 years of experience and trying to encapsulate that into bold statements and small paragraph form content that can be digested on the web. So it's very yeah. difficult to do. And then there may be a, some words that we would use that maybe don't resonate 100% with, uh, with that client. Um, and that's okay. Those are things we're looking for refinement on and things that we need feedback on. But what what we do balance and what we do end up considering is things like SEO terms and ways to make your website as visible as possible. We're we're putting in keywords and key phrases into different pages and putting that into the structure in the right way. And when we then are are delivering that, and then it gets changed completely removing a lot of those things out, we we can run into situations where then you're getting a lesser product, even if we explain this to you because of, of some of the involvement that's there. And so, You know, those are some of the things that kind of consider that if you're and not every firm does, does these things. I mean, that, you know, if you're working with a firm that all they do is design and you're writing the content, obviously you you have to handle the bulk of that. But depending on the situation and what you're working with and who you're partnering with, there are ways to making sure that that you kind of have a division of responsibility within that process where you're letting them do their job. But then you're all still you're still involved by overseeing, by giving your feedback and thoughts, making sure they're able to refine and capture your voice, capture, capture your vision for the website, but giving them enough of the of the liberty to do a really great job for you.
1: And I think the key word there is feedback, but also I'm going to add like relationship. It is a short term relationship potentially turning in a long-term if you guys decide to do other things together, but it's, it's a short time that you're working together where there has to be a level of trust for both entities. And with that trust, like comes honest and constructive feedback. You know, I, I don't, I don't do websites, Steve. I I think, I think you know that about uh, my position, right? I, I do more, um, Content creation. Right. I have written website copy in the past, but I don't do it regularly. That's that's cool. Right. So I know when I submit a very first content calendar to a client, it is terrifying for both parties because I just created something based on what I think based on my research of the company, our kickoff call, our conversations, any materials they provided, what their website looks like, what their website sounds like. I just wrote upwards of, you know, 15 posts that is trying to encapsulate that company. And I am not that company. So I always tell my social clients the first month (laughs) that may look like the first pancake, I need you to tell me remake this pancake, but tell me how tell me exactly the things that aren't right. And then I will go and I will never do those things again. So, you know, they're trusting me with their image essentially out in the public and I'm trusting them to provide me with the proper information to present that image.
0: Right. Yeah, there's roles that have to be played there. It's, it's the same thing they go through with searches. You know, you're submitting a candidate, uh-huh. you're relying on the on the client to give you proper feedback yeah, and give you the thoughts on why they're a fit or why they're not a great fit. And so it's the same thing that, that firms rely on from website copy or in the marketing content, whatever it is that's being produced. And I think the other aspect, a, a, a costly mistake to avoid within this as well, as we talk about the, kind of this relationship aspect of it, is the knowing that you're all on the same team. That's important. Uh, It's not you against the designer or you against the content writer or the content writer against you or the designer against you. We're all working to the same same end goal, which is a really great website or great marketing campaign, whatever it may be that's going to represent your organization succinctly and clearly to those prospective clients and candidates. And so understanding that and, and embracing that. And and knowing that there is an open line of commu- communication, the a possibility to be able to to really collaborate and in, in getting feedback, but knowing that it's it's for the same purpose is I think is always important because we've seen it in the past. Yeah, and we have a pretty good process, I would say, and we work really well with our clients. Um, I, I would say our Google reviews speak for themselves, I but. Would say- The, but we have seen it where it it does sometimes feel like it can be, well, you know, uh, us against them or them against us. yeah And it's weird, right? There's no
1: reason for it. Yeah. Like we obviously, we're not here just so you can like write us a check and then we just bounce and run, you know, to the next person to grab their check and run away. Like we're here to make sure you have a good product because our name is also on that product. We care about the industry. We care about your firm as an individual. It's why we're working together. So yeah, we're always on the same team. We just have to figure out how we're going to work together properly. Right.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, and those are so some kind of relationship based mistakes to avoid, you know, and I think those are kind of the basis of any website design and development process that you get into is, is knowing kind of where, where the lines are drawn but then how you communicate and interact with that designer and developer. I think those are all mm-hmm. important things to be able to be a part of. Now let's talk about some of the, like the some of the aspects when we get into uh, like the actual structure of a website and some things to avoid when we, when we're looking at the overall uh, des- design and then all the content that's actually on the page in itself. Let's start with I would say number 1 is not getting the most out of like bold headings and content that's on the website, okay? Because um, I think that's important. So so many times we will we'll see websites that whether that are coming to us that that are they're really lacking in in the ideal type of messaging to articulate an expertise or create action, yeah, or or, or demonstrate even things that make them different. Uh, in you know a heading that where it's highlighting a section about them, we'll just say. About
1: yeah, that's really interesting. That right. makes it's, me want to click it.
0: Right, it's a missed opportunity to use that heading to be able to to describe or uh, or uh, articulate something that is that is uh, a unique. What is the word benefit of working with your firm or a, yeah. something that you guys bring to the table that is going to separate you from the other you know hundred recruiters that link reach out to them on LinkedIn that day.
1: Yeah, like instead of just using the word expertise, you could say what 50 years in the industry can provide you like you're then telling them, Hey, I've been here a while. I know what I'm doing and here's how I can help you.
0: Right. And so, you know, so thinking about the content in the sense of that's the purpose. And we always say this, we want the content on our website to do kind of one of two things. We want it to either, Educate them on a unique offering and expertise that we have, a unique service that makes us stand out from the other firms. And then two, we want it to be able to drive them in from an SEO perspective. If exactly. your content doesn't do that on the website, then then you're potentially running into uh, a, a big mistake on, on getting the most out of that new platform that you just invested in. So ways to kind of avoid this is think about what makes you different. You know, do you have an idea of what that is because I guess guess what a lot of firms that we talk to do not know this. They have no clue what makes them different. There, there are things there, even if you don't know that and maybe you haven't sat down and and thought about it, but there are things that make you different besides just your process. That sounds very Mm -hmm. similar from one recruiter to to another. There are things and experiences that you bring to the table that make you a unique uh, service versus the other recruiting firms that that a a hiring manager or a company could partner with. So what are those? Write them down. Take some time, think about it, and then yeah. you can incorporate those into your content. Uh, you can share that with the designer, share that with the content writer that's working on your working on your project. If they if they know these things and if you can clearly you know tell them these things, then they're able to find ways to make sure. That that website includes uh, the that value that you bring to prospective clients. Yeah, I would, and then from an SEO perspective, you know, think about what you would come up for in search results.
1: Sometimes this is something that they get too wrapped up in, where they're using industry terms that someone either searching for a recruiter to work with or searching for a job in, you know, that you may have on your job board terms that they are not going to use. So. Uh, I may have jumped a little bit ahead of you there, Steve, but like that's something that I see a lot when we try to set up SEO strategies. So we get a, a bunch of keywords that a client thinks someone is searching for. They think that these are the ones that people are going to need to know, and you're like, "All right, cool." But in what world has anyone ever searched this phrase?
0: Right. Yes, 100. Well, it's a really good point. Even 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 beyond SEO, just if that's if it's a jargony term that it's not going to resonate with with your clients or candidates, uh, you know, like, so we get into this with like searches, right? So retain, contingency, engaged, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. No one no th- one uses those. It was well, not from a search perspective. They may use them, you know, you know no. but they don't really, I mean, we're the, phys- so using the, uh, we're all about analogy, but using the physician uh, example, you know, when you go to a physician, they're going to ask you what's wrong. They're going to go and they're going to, uh, and they're going to explore what kind of symptoms you're having, things you're experiencing. And, and then you're going, they're going to prescribe to you a certain remedy diet, whatever it is that may be, they're going to, they're going to give you some, some advice and prescriptions to be able to get better. So Uh the same thing from a, when a client comes to you, we're not wanting them to come to us and say, I want to do a contingency search because that may not be the right kind of search for them. Mm-hmm. They may need a retain search where you're more heavily involved in, in what it is you're doing for them. They, they may not need that at all. Maybe they need, they need a contract position. Maybe they need somebody that they can then bring on for a six month or an interim position where they can bring on somebody for six months and then hire an, a, the right person after they've established and set up an order that, uh, that department. And so, mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need to worry about kind of jargon search terms or even talk about some of those really in-depth things that we offer because we want them to call us, us to have the conversation, that discovery, and then prescribe to them what it is that we we need to engage with them on, what kind of search they need to work with us on. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So, okay. So, you know, of messaging content, you know, avoid just useless content, avoid jargony terms, avoid things that, that don't matter, that are distractions from actually getting them to a place of action. And then also, I would say, think about your audience you know, are you more client focused, focus, more candidate focused? What does that balance need to be? Um, as you're writing that information, a mistake would be not thinking about those things. And then all of a sudden you look up and all your content is written from, to candidates. And really, you're more worried about business development and gaining new clients. You yeah. just now have a website that doesn't do what you need it to do.
1: You've just wasted all that time and effort and resources creating something. Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. And even if you are trying to attract both, you need to have a nice balance.
0: Yeah. And there's ways to do it. You know, when we talk about the structure and, and the layout, um, how those different sections, especially from a homepage perspective, which is a summary, should be a summary of your entire website that then drives those uh, those different audiences to where they need to go to find this information. There's ways to balance that out and, and build a, um, a, a hierarchy of that page that based off of who you're trying to speak to. All right. So the navigation, of course, you know, we see... I mean, this one's pretty easy. I mean, now for the most part, most companies yeah. have decent navigation. It's where you get into like these incredibly large mega navs, or you know, uh, uh, pages that are buried, uh, important pages yeah. that are buried. And usually, this the great thing about this is it's pretty easy to fix. So if you have like a search jobs page that's buried underneath your candidates heading, when in reality that should probably be a top level navigation item mm-hmm. for they can so they can easily find that. You can, you can easily probably with whatever content management system you're in, move that up. But it is important that this all goes back to thinking about how someone's going to move their way through that website and then what's the most important information. And then beyond the navigation, being able to have multiple redundancies in place to help people get from one page to another in the content.
1: Yeah, I am not... I wouldn't consider myself a super tech-savvy person. I mean, I am, but I'm not like like i'm not building websites and like i mean
0: you could have fu- you could have you, you fooled me completely uh before our <laughs> our, our, uh, our, our call today or our podcast today as, <laughs> as we sat for 30 minutes trying to figure out why our internet connection or mics not working or all the uh-huh. things but no but go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead
1: that's okay plugging Thanks, things in are really sound. important <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not very tech savvy, but, um, I feel like I know how, and this is going to sound like a really stupid sentence to say, but we, it's actually something we talk about a lot in, um, in like our marketing team is I know how to Google things properly. Like I know what, what to type in. That's going to get me the best results, but that's just because of like, I do it all the time. So when I go to a website I have a pretty good idea of where I need to go to find what I need. And the moment that that isn't easy for me, I bounce. I am out of there. I get so frustrated so fast. And I'm just one person. I'm an irrational person, but I'm just one person who's pretty good at the internet. So if you've got someone who's applying for jobs or looking for jobs or someone who's looking to work with a recruiter who is not good at the internet, it's kind of your responsibility to make it much easier for them if you want their business.
0: yeah, no, like I You agree. have
1: to take on that responsibility of it's not just accessibility, it's like ease of use and user experience that the, the right. UX
0: portion. Yeah, can they find the information they're looking for? Yeah, and and some people are more savvy than others when it comes to using a website. I mean, I think people overall have gotten better, which is great. But there's still nothing more frustrating yeah. than, than jumping onto a website on a mobile device and you can't navigate through it, or a pop up comes Ugh. up and I can't close out of the pop up. Oh man, it makes because so the X angry. is
1: out of the screen and you can't right. zoom it proper. Oh yeah,
0: leaving me make
1: your websites mobile responsive. Yeah, if they're a- not why do you have a website in 2023? Right.
0: And mobile responsive means more than just it reacting to a mobile device, making sure yes. the layout and structure is, is appropriate when it, when it does react, that would be a very costly mistake if it doesn't truly work in that way. you run into issues on this on things like Wix and Squarespace, where some of the pre, uh, pre builder uh, pre-built sections and things are, are and if there's too much content in them, they, then they go outside the content width area, which messes up the way that it looks on a, on a mobile device. So I think that's extremely important to think about. And then what also made me think, uh, Sam, as we're accessing a website, a costly mistake to avoid is having a bad web server or hosting an environment that you're mm, in. So mm-hmm. you, maybe you did everything else right within the website. It's beautiful. It has the right kind of messaging. It's it's visible from an SEO perspective. It's easy to navigate. I, I can easily find all the information I'm looking for, but but it, it takes Ten seconds for the load. Uh, you, you're going to be. Uh, it's going to be useless in, in the way that people will engage with that. Yeah. So you know, things to avoid are economy-based hosting environments. Uh, things like you know, and I, I don't want to call any specific hosting environment out. Um, two cows uh, or 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 other things like what? that. <laughs> what? I, I know they're listening. Uh, but there are there are environments that are um, you know two ninety nine a month for hosting and. It's probably wouldn't want that. right. It's probably because it's not good. Um, yeah. you know, so that's why you should want that. <laughs> also, i have security in place. If it, it, it's a pretty costly mistake to wake up one day and have uh questionable materials that, that found their way onto your website uh that can be offensive to some, mm-hmm. titillating to others. Titillating
1: <laughs> but, to others.
0: <laughs> but 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 offensive the most. <laughs> so so make sure you have malware protection daily backups SSL certificate so you know have the right hosting environment uh, for that website once it is built what else Sam uh (sighs) making sure it look good
1: (laughs) well obviously it need look good
0: need to look good
1: but with that it also needs to look like your brand yeah Um, like you need to use branding if you have specific colors fonts this is going to sound weird but like shapes and styles that you use like if if you prefer very angular things. You probably shouldn't use a lot of circles on your website. Well,
0: lo- logo, a logo is a great place to yeah. look through. So how your logo feels, the look and feel of that, the, the design elements that are contained with that, the, the types of fonts that are used within it, Yeah. that can help resonate. It should resonate throughout the entirety of the website.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we were just looking through some websites yesterday, just randomly, and uh, we were noticing... Fonts on the websites were not like on the direct homepage were not matching anything else. And um, it was an immediate eye catcher. Yeah, Uh, and it might it might be because that's the environment we live in. But uh, we're not alone. (laughs) Steve and I are not alone on this boat. Other people notice things.
0: Yeah. And, you know, something like that's probably not going to, like, the average person isn't going to, like, run away from it because of that. But they may notice something. Well, there's always this perception of something's a little off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When when you look at things, I may not know. Like, if you take me to, like, a a building uh, or a new home construction and you walk me through and I'm looking at at, at at it being built, I'm not gonna know like the walls askew or like it's, but I'm gonna feel like something's weird. You know? Something just doesn't feel right? right in
1: here. Yeah. Right.
0: So you know, those are all things to kind of think about with that as well, and when we talk about. Being consistent in branding, colors, uh, demonstrating the expertise and in industries you work—that's mm-hmm. another uh, costly mistake. I feel like if you don't use that real estate to talk about, you know, that depth that's there, uh, and be able to speak directly to those audiences, I think that that you're missing an opportunity. And when we say costly, it doesn't mean that it's going to cost you money, maybe like out of your pocket uh, per se. It's it's maybe more so that it's going to.
1: Like affect the money going in your pocket,
0: uh, right? Opportunity cost, right? That you miss yeah. out on because the opportunity to be able to show someone directly that you have you have an an understanding of this vertical that's very vast, very deep, uh, compared to another firm they may be they may be um, um, talking with or speaking to or vetting. Uh, will help you stand out. So, you know, and the more fee agreements you can get, and then the more searches you can execute, the more placement that you can make that come from that, the more money you have in So, How
1: many pages would you say are on an average recruiting website?
0: Uh, it varies. It does, it depending on, you know, depth, expertise. I would say, you know, sure. somewhere around 8 to 12 is what I see on average on most, okay. on most websites.
1: Okay. I mean, that seems, it seems large, but when you think, like, contact is one of those... Home is one of those. So now you're at six to 10 and then, you know, you've got a job page and then it's, I'm sure there's an about us. Like once you start narrowing it down, it, the, that real estate is very important.
0: Yeah. it, 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 it ideally, you know, the less is more, but you don't want to forget some of those staple pa- staple pages, like a contact us page. I know it seems silly that there's, well, we have to have that and I can put it on the footer. I can put it, you know, in different places throughout the whole website, but users look for that. You know, there, so there are some mm-hmm. still some, just some standards that that need to happen on a website that you shouldn't avoid. And so, you know, that's that's part of what we we kind of help people do is kind of narrow in on what makes sense be, be, based off of who they're trying to attract, some of their value that they bring. I think that helps dictate the types of pages you need. Yeah, I have a client right now that has a, they do, and, that's what I, and again, I say not everyone has a unique process, recruiting is recruiting, but they actually have a a process that they've coined, they've put a trademark name behind it, you know, something like that deserves its own page to go into depth yeah. explaining that details that surround it why it's a trademark name why it ha- why it is more more elaborate than kind of the re- just the average recruiter you know, that's something mm-hmm. that, that needed its own own page to kind of talk about whereas you know that's sometimes sure. if we're just going through a basic a basic process I would probably not have a process page-hmm. Yeah. So th- things like that to consider.
1: I-, I wanted to, I just had a thought, It was. it's, it's odd, but um, I just had a thought that kind of jumps us back a little bit. But I, if you're coming to an expert to help you with your website, don't assume that you need to have all of the answers before your very first phone call. You may not, like, like you said earlier, you may not have ever thought about what those, you know, special things that make your firm different are. Just like, you can come and like, if you don't know, those types of things, have a conversation with the kickoff team. Like we're, we are like, I don't want to say the word experts. Like we're good sources to bounce things off of. Like we are here to help not just build it, but to help you understand what you're all about. And if you're also like brand new and you're not sure about colors or what your logo should look like, you don't have to like source that all out to come to someone to say, Hey, I'm brand new. But I don't really know what's up. Here's some stuff. Well, some company I, somewhere made this for me. I don't know anything about it, but here.
0: Yeah, and I think so. I think you bring up a good point in the sense of when you're partnering with a firm or you're partnering with yeah. somebody that's doing this, they should be able to help you discover some of these things. So, I mean, like mm-hmm. in our in our process, you know, a lot of what we do in our initial calls, even before anything's agreed upon or any proposal sent, is I'm having conversations with people about these things. I'm learning about them I'm, learning, uh, I'm discovering their verticals. They specialize in what we're talking about what makes them unique. We're talking about the way they've approached this, all those things. And we're, I'm helping to put together really kind of that thousand foot view. So there's an understanding of, of some things that need to be encompassed on this website. So that way they have, they're armed with a little bit of the knowledge. It's more of an education, yeah. more of a consulting. And so, you know, I I think if you do, are working in a process where you're missing that in the initial phases and even those in the initial conversations, I think that's probably a costly mistake. Yeah. So, and then of course, all the way through, you know, uh, being able to, uh, have a firm that can ask you questions. Once we're heavily involved, we go through kickoff questions, we go through kickoff calls, you're meeting directly with our team members, all those things, you know, those are important aspects of a website design process. Not just, Hey, I'm a staffing former recruiting firm. I specialize in aerospace. Please build me a website and I'll see you in three months.
1: Yeah, that would be, um, like I, that would keep me up at night. That sounds terrifying. I don't ever want to think about that again. It was like if if someone was like, Hey, write a blog for me. Bye. I I would cry. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like, I do have a client who works in aerospace, and um, I wrote a really amazing blog. And then we both looked at it after it was done and we're like, Oof, this is thick. We got to do something else, Not but right. it's because, like you know, the topic that we decide upon was just so in depth. Um, for for someone else who maybe wanted a super <laughs> convoluted blog, it may have worked, but you know, we worked together, and then we decided, oh yeah, this this version two, so much better. And if you just trusted a a company to build you a website, and all they knew was like. You're a recruiter who works in aerospace. Like, I, as soon as you said that, Steve, I was just picturing like little airplanes like floating across the, the home screen and like carrying banners of information. <laughs> like, it looked bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be that. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I, one thing too. So it kind of brings up this, uh, topic. It, the idea of, um, I don't know how quite to say it, I guess, um, but from from the perspective of we, th- so we have a lot of clients that come to us that come with halfway finished websites. Mm-hmm. That then the designer that they were working with, a the person they were working with, someone they engaged through whatever really cheap outlet for this, didn't finish because they couldn't get a hold of, and they sunk thousands of dollars into that. Um, yeah, uh, and and it's just gone. Um, and we have to come in and try to pick up the pieces and try to provide a solution that works. And we, and we have successfully done this for a lot of different clients. And when I say a lot, I mean, over the last 10 years we've done this, uh, it's over, I'd say, 15 to 20. To me, that's a lot of people that have wasted yeah. money that, have been, that weren't able to, to get a project done because the person they engaged was not necessarily uh, didn't understand the industry, maybe not as engaged. This was a side gig for them, whatever it may be. And now they're Mm -hmm. stuck holding the bag of this halfway done website and usually either a full amount gone or a deposit gone on a website. And so, you know, a costly mistake would be, would be not knowing who you're working with. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not really understanding uh, what they're capable of uh, and, and really realizing it as a, as a, Is a true organization, not just not just somebody that that can do it for you for four hundred bucks. I I mean, you know,
1: it always seems like a good deal, but nine times out of ten, it's not.
0: I had a guy come and build a uh, cover for a walk-up basement I had at my my old house, my first home. Uh, We had a walk-up basement, and the the drain in it was clogged, or collapsed because of clay tiles old house and it would water would come in and come into my basement because it was just built up there so i'm like okay i'm gonna find a guy to do this for me so i went on facebook marketplace found the guy had some pictures of some decks he built he said he could do it guy bought i gave him a deposit on on the project it was cheap uh i think it was mm-hmm. like 600 600 bucks to Do i gave him 300 bucks dude went out and bought like a, a piece of like a uh, like three quarter inch plywood, like put it up there in like with a few nails, not even like a nail gun, like with a hammer and nails, scattered some things around my yard, smoked a few cigarettes, probably did meth because we're in Missouri. And then, <laughs> I ne- and then I never saw them again. And then I had to go pay somebody like $2,000 to do it right. So the the idea that that just because they say they can do it, or maybe they even have some proof, doesn't mean... It's true. Uh, I learned that no. the hard way. I don't even remember his name. Uh, I That's probably, probably best. Yeah, yeah. If he, I saw him. Depending on how many teeth he's lost since then, mm-hmm. I, I would probably, I'd probably be able to pick him out. But, but I don't remember his name. Um, so again,
1: you're a vengeful but, person. It's probably best you don't know his name I'm anymore.
0: I'm not tangible at all. I'm very, I'm very nice. Uh, I'm, uh, actually, right. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm right. actually no, I'm actually to a detriment. Like <laughs> there'll be things that like someone will come and work on on something at the house, and I will because I'm not handy at all, so I have to rely on somebody else to do it most of the time. And and there'll be like a, a glaring issue with it, and I and I can't bring it up. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. That's I a know. cost. That's a costly I mistake. Know. If there is a problem, you should
1: always feel comfortable.
0: Feel comfortable bringing it up. We're we're big boys yes. and girls.
1: It's your baby at the end of the day. Like, Steve, right. that's your house that they're messing up or I not know. doing exactly what they want. Like, you got to live in that thing.
0: Do it in a respectful way. Um, if it's a website, sooner than later, you know, there's there's times where... Mm-hmm. And that's this why it's good to have a very interactive process where you're showing designs throughout because then you can catch those things sooner. But, you know, I've, I've been a victim of, of just other services where I, I have to let it go. And now I'm, I've just... I just... Every day... I look at it and it makes me very upset. Like my cabinets, my countertops in my kitchen. There's, there, don't get me started. When, when we got our this is this is, when we got our kitchen redone when we moved into the new place. This is so stupid. The they used the wrong trim on top of the cabinets.
1: Uh huh.
0: It has like this shaker feel to it, and I wanted a more of a, a mid-century yeah. modern feel where it was more of a slab finish and they put this kind of shaker finish on it. And I just watched them do this and I didn't, I didn't say anything and I still have it to this day. And I spent a lot of money on those cabinets.
1: Uh, no! oh my, my
0: father-in-law, my, my father-in-law still makes fun of me for this. Uh, As he should, he comes in and he says, man, these I really, you know, you guys did a great job in this kitchen. I really like the cabinets, but you know, something just seems a little off.
1: Huh? You notice when something's a little off.
0: Thanks Doug. <laughs> Thanks, Doug, for reminding me. Okay, um, so you know, speak up. All the things we're talking about. Um, of course. You know, uh, the obvious things. Make sure you, your jobs are on the website that it's uh, that they're easy to apply to. Ideally, they're they're integrated into your website seamlessly through you know beyond an iframe. If you have to use an iframe, that's fine. But when it, the reason you would have to is a prof platform like Wix or Squarespace. You're kind of limited on what you can do there. You know, making sure those things are in place. Uh, multiple points of contact throughout the website, not just your contact us page, but calls to action mm-hmm. for that. If you don't have those, you're missing out. That, that is a mistake. Sam, anything else that we're missing on a recap of, of some important things here?
1: No, I think it just, it just really goes back to that whole, like, two main thoughts for me is this is yours at the end of the day. So... A, trust the people that you're working with, and B, trust yourself in what you want to accomplish, like what your end goal is supposed to be. And then that second point is then back away and let the experts do what they do best. And when it's time for feedback, you give that feedback. Give it. You give it. Yeah, exactly. Give the feedback. But don't email daily asking for progress about copy or image selection or silly things like that. Like, that's something to do right now, you know? And
0: and communication solves everything. Um, If there's something you don't understand why they did that or why why that partner you're working with did what they did, Mm -hmm. just ask ask them. They'll probably have a reasoning behind it. And, you know... Not everybody is communicates all the time as effectively as they should. Sure. So, I mean, people are people. They have good days. They have bad days. We are all just a product of the experiences that we're living in in that moment and things that have come to us, you know, before that. But really, especially that day, you know, if a client had a had just got chewed out by their client and they had a turn down and a candidate accepted a counter offer, you know what? If if they see something on a web on on a design that we're presenting. And it, it's something that comp- maybe a little off base, or doesn't quite represent what they thought it should represent, and it, they're probably not going to give the nicest feedback. They're probably frustrated, uh, and they're in a bad place. And I get that, but it is important to remember that 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 everyone you're probably working with most of the time, unless it's Chat GPT, is human. Yeah.
1: Even chat yeah. can be trained.
0: Even chat can be trained um, by
1: other humans. But yes, it can be other right. humans by humans.
0: <laughs> so you know, just uh, communicate. Uh, Make sure that you don't get in the way, trust the partners you're working with, make sure there's clear navigation, good branding elements, a good UI UX that facilitates uh, action from prospective clients and candidates, understanding your audience, making sure that there's opportunity to demonstrate the value that you bring uh, and your firm brings to the table. Uh, places to apply, places to reach out, whether it be chat bots, uh, contact us forms, making sure you're blogging regularly to be able to help create mev- another level of expertise, and that there's always updates and activity happening on the website. You know, those are all things to consider when having a website, and, and not having those, you're you're creating potentially uh, a platform that that is not going to be as productive uh, or valuable for your firm. So, agreed. Good. All right. Cool, Sam. Where can people listen to our podcast?
1: Probably through their ears. But, um, <laughs> but they, but, um, <laughs> they can find us. Well, anywhere they find any podcast really, or they can go to our website, com slash podcast. Yeah. And uh, you can find all of our episodes.
0: And we do like, we do work, right? We, we build websites and uh, create marketing yeah, campaigns. Yeah. We, I don't know if we ever talk about that. Uh, really uh, yeah so I mean if you do have a question about your website or a website process or what that is you can call us about those things that is what we do this is just something we do when we when we don't want to work so well
1: yeah this is our Friday fun time
0: right so <laughs> um, so thank you for listening check us out on any of those different platforms uh, engage with us on social media uh, and we'll look forward to the opportunity to speak to you again thanks